1: Welcome to Sportsman Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hope everyone is enjoying a great weekend. Well, we're going to start off today's show with our good friend Aaron Casey from Phoenix Weaponry, located at 504 North 2nd Street in Berthoud. Their number is 720-340-2496. With that, we'll welcome Mr. Casey. How are you, bud? You're doing well, man. How's your knee? <laughs> uh, you know, doing well. Um, you know, sure. as most people know, I've had some a couple of surgeries, actually, uh, since the end of April. I had my... Left one arthroscopically fixed, and that did really well. And the knee replacement on the right, yeah, that's a different ball game, man. That's been yeah, about. Look, son. <laughs> I was like, I told the surgeon, I said, man, I looked at the scar, and I was like, I didn't know you were going to park your car in there. I mean, man, a <laughs> lot. But uh, no, they did really good. So um, I'm about three and a half weeks out, and uh, it's doing good. But man, it's, it's going to be a process, I can tell, on healing. So. Yep. Well, Aaron, I tell you, the last several months have presented many challenges for all of us in about every area of our life, and uh, including business and all. So um, kind of give us uh, what the landscape looks like for Phoenix Weaponry now and how you guys are conducting business currently.
2: Uh, Weaponry is doing pretty good. Uh, we usually stay out of the, um, the large swings in market due to the, of our price points and what we're making. Uh, most people that are looking for stuff, you know, that is in the panic buying situation is not our not our kind of territory, so uh, we usually are dealing with people that are ready for some to upgrade or to move on to the next level of firearm, so we stayed outside of most of the panic buying, but uh, we still are, you know, got lots of orders, Uh, the 4570 auto um, made it through the internet rounds again, Um, a guy uh, called Kentucky Ballistics on YouTube did a huge video on it, got about a million people. Uh, looking at that thing, so that's going wow. again. Um, we got dealers picking us up all over the United States. The integral suppressed shotguns went out for a press release, I think, almost a month and a half ago. Uh, a couple of people picked those up on YouTube to, to look at and talk about them. and So we're having that, some orders for those. And, hmm. and we're kind of cooking along.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about the technical side a little bit on those uh, integrally suppressed shotguns. Um, what do you really basically have to do to a weapon?
2: Uh, What we need to do to a weapon to turn into integral suppress would be we we take a standard 870, 500, or any sort of shotgun. We just did a Benelli for a guy. And we drill like a a series of sporting clays porting uh, holes in the side of the barrel. We then silver, high-temp silver solder a special nut on the outside, uh, basically kind of like a choke reinforcement area. We add a retainment for the sleeve on the outside, Uh, All the way in the back, and then we screw a monocore over the on the front, and then it suppresses your shotgun up pretty good.
1: Wow! And I tell you, you know, they look really cool, and uh, I know you're just finishing up a a couple of different rifles for me. And uh, man, we're excited about that. Yeah, looking me, I am as well, and uh, so looking forward to those as well. Do you see this kind of being a, a a new thing, where where a lot of people will get away from the traditional can with rifles?
2: Uh, the integral suppression stuff has been around actually a really long time. It's pretty prevalent in Europe still. Okay. Um, it's just the United States, we tend to uh, lay way behind on the suppressor uh, area just because of, you know, everybody assumes that they're illegal. So, um, but when you're ready for like a, you know, a true precision built, you know, weapon then the integral suppression really comes into play because it's you know this is what it does and this Mm -hmm. is how it works and instead of you know pulling a suppressor on and off of a gun or anything like that it just you know it's
1: just part of it right Aaron Casey is our guest once again it's Phoenix Weaponry you can check out their website phoenixweaponry.com and their number 720-340-2496 So most people wonder about, hey, you know, do suppressors change anything with the accuracy? Do they change anything with, you know, how much weight do they add to a gun? So sticking with the shotgun there and the integrally suppressed, um, what do you think you're adding kind of to the weight of a gun?
2: Uh, We added about, um, it was under a pound, and then we added five inches in length to the shotgun. So it, it doesn't add much at all. Um, because we have kept our addition in length to the barrel to be in five inches, we don't actually disturb the shot, the shot cup. So that way, you can still use your standard chokes. But we are actually having we're having great luck with the patterns. Everything looks great. Um, they pattern the same with and without the suppressor. Hmm. So on the shotgun, it's working very very well. Uh, the rifles, um, we're we're actually seeing a pickup in velocity with the suppressors Wow. so they're actually going a little bit faster um but so therefore you will see a point of impact shift due to that but like your 300 uh what is that thing a six six
1: point five 300. by three hundred
2: yeah yeah that, that thing's a monster <laughs> but um you know that thing quieted it down quite a bit really you know it's wow. actually pretty good I'm, I'm pretty impressed um but yeah i think we're gonna pick up velocity on that one for sure
1: wow that's already a, a screaming round oh yeah. For sure yeah all right, so let's talk a little bit about, you guys also do, um, you know, some gunsmithing there. So tell us a little bit about that. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, we try to keep six gunsmiths on hand at all times. Uh, we're down to four right now. We're still looking to add some more people. Um, but we have six gunsmithing stations. We do all of the uh, general repairs, sites, stock refinishing, restorations, rebarreling, whatever you need done we can handle. Uh, we have a full CNC machine shop. We've got manual machines. We've got grinders. Uh, CNC grinder kind of stuff and you know it's we're well equipped big facility and we can pretty much do any coatings or anything else anybody needs.
1: Okay great now when you talk about you know your Phoenix weaponry lineup so to speak with ARs and um, you know with like the AR-15s where where do you kind of start um, in price where somebody can get a you know a pretty nice precision built AR-15 from Phoenix weaponry what's kind of your starting price point?
2: Uh, our starting price point is 1,100 bucks for our Charlie. That's an AR pistol. Uh, the price, what you're paying for, is the all-made material is all U.S. made. Everything's made in the states. If we don't make it ourselves out of U.S. metals, then the people that send me stuff have to have a certificate of compliance that the parts that they are supplying us, like some of the springs and things like that, are made in the states. So it's very important to me that we do, you know, made in USA. And we try to hold that throughout the entire process. But we're actually precision machine the lowers, the uppers, gas blocks. Everything is made in-house.
1: Okay, great. Now, you've got a few dates uh, coming up. And, uh, again, boy, it's just good to get out and do some shooting and do some of these events. And many are still getting canceled as we speak. And, by the way, I'll just go ahead and mention our Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation Banquet, which was scheduled for August 22nd. Yesterday was canceled, and also our American Heroes in Action Banquet, I just found out uh, this morning, for August 1st, has been canceled. Uh, Governor Polis is sticking to the thing of 100 people or less, and so uh, that was just not going to be beneficial to anyone. So uh, both of those have canceled. So we will be looking at the next year uh, for both of those groups that we are both involved with, Phoenix Weaponry and our show here. So I hate that happening.
2: Yeah, American Heroes in Action, we did a really cool uh, 300 blackout integral suppressed for them for their banquet. And then the, um, the Ruckman Health Foundation, we were doing a full build with them so that we were doing a build class. So they were going to be auctioning off a, a trouble one of our trouble builds along with the build class as well. So I'm kind right. of bummed about that.
1: Yeah, but I've talked to him and I said maybe we can put some things together on the show to yep. do maybe some uh, auctions and live auctions and mm-hmm. things on, on uh, Facebook and then we'll see what we can do to promote them. All right, yep. so you got some dates coming up. Tell us a little bit about where yep. you guys will be.
2: Uh, this Saturday we're going to be out at Great Guns with the Berth at BFW doing a, uh, the machine gun shoot as their fundraiser. So we're going to take out a whole bunch of machine guns and uh, everybody's going to pay for tickets and lunch and all that kind of stuff. And we're going to make sure everybody stays safe but has a lot of fun. Uh, one of my guys is going to be doing a three-gun demo and also training. So people that have never done three-gun before, we're going to get to play with some some stages and some targets. And then Sunday, we've got the Liberty Firearms Institute's uh, anniversary. Uh, we'll be there uh, from 10 to 3 doing machine guns down on the ranges downstairs. So we'll be uh, playing around with a lot of our new toys with MP5SD and then also, just finished up a 1919 belt-fed, so that should be fun. Right. And then the 25th and 26th, we've got another
1: PE gun show. Okay, great. Now for the Liberty Law and, uh, Liberty uh, Firearms, there, what does that cost for someone to get in and come in to shoot with you? I don't
2: think they charge them anything. I think um, you're you have to buy your ammo. Um, I don't remember them talking about range fees.
1: Okay, cool. All right, so if you'd like more information on that, give Aaron a call, 720-340-2496. And once again, they're located at 504 North 2nd Street in Berthoud. You can follow them on Facebook, uh, Phoenix Weaponry, and uh, Aaron posts a lot of cool videos there and keeps you up to speed of where all they're going to be. And also their website, nice website. You can look at all the different um, weapons they make, and that is phoenixweaponry.com. So Aaron, I'm going you. Uh, government's going and everything's going boy i tell you what gun sales um were truly um and you're just traditional stores were just through literally through the roof uh march yeah, april and may say, weren't they but oh, they say four million yeah four million new gun owners <laughs> i know including multiple transfers yeah wow yeah that that was and highly recommend uh, boy if you got a gun hey we're happy for you but get some good training with it uh, yep, know, absolutely. Find you a good class, and do you guys have anything coming up with your your classes? Or um, I know it's tough actually. right now, yeah, with everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah,
2: if, if people just picked up a pistol, you know, they need to go get down to one of our local ranges and get themselves in one of the firearm classes and make sure they're comfortable and able to work the gun no problem and everything else. But yeah, we just want everybody to be safe out there.
1: Sure, absolutely. Once again, I hope you'll get by and see, Aaron. Uh, now, that PE show on 25th, where is that going to be located?
2: That's up at the outlets in Loveland, uh, oh, the Okay. outlets. All
1: right, good. Now, the last That's one you show. did, what was, were people, I mean, man, were people just really glad to be out and looking at weapons again?
2: It was funny because, you know, we run into the people that we actually uh, usually run into at the Loveland, or not the Loveland, but the uh, Colorado Springs shows. I mean, people are driving up from the springs all over the state coming to the, I think it's the only gun show. Oh, wow. So it was, uh, it was pretty good. But, yeah, we into a lot of people we know and met some new friends. Actually, one guy was wanting to go out and shoot some sporting clays, so we took him out and uh, was shooting sporting clays with him. So it was pretty fun.
1: Okay, cool. Well, Aaron, hey, man, we appreciate it. And um, hopefully uh, pretty quick here when I can get this leg to bend a little bit, we'll go out and do some more shooting. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope to do to better it. soon. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Hey, we'll appreciate everything. Again, phoenixweaponry.com, their number, 720-340-2496. Get by and just take a tour and uh, meet Aaron, his crew look at all the different cool stuff they've got there and Aaron will spend some time with you and his team and um, just show you all the different things they can do for you. Don't forget their gunsmithing is available as well. 720-340-2496 phoenixweaponry.com. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. We'll be right back. You don't need to feel anxious about talking to KLZ's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh.
2: I normally can tell when someone's pretty anxious about talking with me. I'll try to just have a conversation with them about why they're anxious. Don't worry, we're here to help you. Consultation is free. Anything you say to me is confidential. So whether you're concerned about it or not concerned about it, it's not going to leave this room. And then let's just talk about what it is that's giving you trouble in your life, whatever it is, just to get them to a point where they recognize I'm just another human being that's sitting there trying to help them. And then we can talk about the legal aspect of it once I understand what it is and they really have a good sense that I'm really there to help
1: call now for a free consultation with klz's personal injury attorney kevin flesh who also happens to be a genuinely nice person 303-806-8886 303-806-8886 or visit fleshlawfirm.com f-l-e-s-c-h flesh and beck law they get results lone tree veterinary medical center would like to announce their new canine academy is open Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. The K-9 Academy is offering all new classes and several exciting additions, including the new sport classes, Scent Work, and Tray Ball that dogs love. Their pet behavior specialist has over 20 years of experience working with animals large and small, including dogs and cats and zoo animals and exotics. He's available Tuesday through Saturday to help you with all of your pet training needs. Visit LoneTreeVet.com and check out the K9 Academy page for the summer class schedule or just give them a call at 303-708-8050 and get your pet started in the training that's best for you and your pet. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, if you're just joining us, my name is Scott Watley. We appreciate you being with us. Just a reminder now, if you miss our live show here on Saturdays from 1 to 2, you can catch us twice on Sundays. We'll catch you in the morning and the evening. We're 8 to 9 a.m. and then 7 to 8 p.m. on Sunday evening. Uh, We will re-air this show, so if you ever miss us on Saturday, catch us one of those times, and we would appreciate that as well. Well, we're going to go to the phones now. Talk to our good friend Tom Deasing, Mile High Note Game Calls. And, Tom, first of all, how are you, sir?
0: Hey, Scott, I'm doing great. Yep. Uh, Playing it safe and feeling good right now.
1: Well, good. I tell you, this has been the most unbelievable. When I think back of us being at the International Sportsman's Expo in January and everything was way different. And, wow, you talk about a change. Unbelievable. (laughs) Would have never dreamed in a million years. (laughs) Wow. Wow. It has been crazy. And uh, I mentioned this, I believe, um, uh, with Aaron, but I just wanted to tell you, if you've been following our Facebook page, Sportsman of Colorado Radio, um, our Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation Banquet, which was scheduled for August 22nd, was can- is canceled now. And uh, we redid that for March, hoping we could get it done, but it's just not going to work out. And then also American Heroes in Action, which was August 1st. Um, we have had to cancel that one as well. So the banquet season uh, for most of these uh, conservation groups was truly washed out. So i tell you what, if you're not a member of some of the great groups out there, I hope you will think about it and at least join them and uh, help them because I'm telling you they've lost a lot of financial help here over these last several months. But as I mentioned, Tom's with us and we're going to talk about elk calling and uh, Mile High Note Game Calls. You can follow Tom on Facebook there as well. And so, uh, Tom, I tell you, boy, it will be good to get back out in the woods after all of this.
0: Oh my gosh, you're not kidding! <laughs> you know, I'm. It's it's kind of the season right now for us. We're ramping up, hanging cameras, and and doing a lot of stuff. My elk season is going to be a little bit crazy this year, though. I don't know when I'm going to squeeze in elk hunting because my son Thomas, you know Thomas, sure, he uh, he pulled a bull moose tag, so. We're really excited saw about that. that. He's chasing some bull moose around. So it could affect my elk hunting, which I'm not too happy about. But um, the way things are going, I don't know if I'll ever draw a tag. So I got to get in on one at some point, you
1: know. Man, no doubt. Yeah, and tell him congrats. That's going to be very cool. And I know, hoping he'll be successful on that when he does. We'll get him on the show and hear the story. So for Yeah, sure. that'll
0: be great. Uh, hopefully we'll get some good video too but but we are uh planning on doing a late season elk hunt and a late late bow hunt this year last week of the season and uh so you know we're trying to mix up some scouting for both and you know for all you elk hunters out there this is an important time of year to get out there and scout and really know your area get some cameras hung up and and it's fun i mean it's so fun to to hang up a camera and go back two weeks later and download the photos and see what's running around. I mean, we've gotten mountain lions and bears and giant elk and just you know, just it makes it it, it just gets you so
1: pumped for the season. Sure, and man, mentioning bears, you know, there there are some extra things in, in the uh, 2020 big game Colorado big game brochure. Uh, if you look at that bear paw symbol, they are doing some extra bear tags. But boy, you've seen a couple of these attacks here. And it's just a shame we don't have a spring bear season, isn't it?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. Um, you know, anytime that we start trying to manage that wildlife through the through the uh, uh, ballot process, we're not doing ourselves a favor in Colorado. That's for sure. Yeah. Once that gets on the ballot, boy, it takes it out of the hands of the of the wildlife managers and the divisional wildlife, and it's just it's just not a good thing.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, I tell you, there is nothing more fun, um, boy, than being out, hearing those elk talk, and that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today, is just elk vocalizations a little bit with Tom, and um, Tom, you know, it's uh, you always just wonder what they're saying to each other out there, but you know, just like us sure. doing different calls to locate and um, different things, but kind of tell us let's back up a little bit and just start out how you even got started uh with the idea of you know hey starting your own business and making your own elk calls
0: well boy that goes clear back probably to my passion when it first started back in the mid 80s you know uh i did a a, a elk calling seminar with lane carlton back in 1986 i think in Bertha, and only a couple people showed up so i got to meet wayne and know and you know, I've known him for a million years now, and um, but he—he's the one that really got me into it and fired up about it, and and it always came pretty naturally to me. You know, the the mouth calls always were pretty good, and and I started going through some mouth calling contests and things like that, and uh, started doing pretty well in those. And then uh, at some point, I don't know. I guess it was in the early 2000s, well, 2010 maybe, 2012 or something. I decided, you know, I need to. Try to make this a business somehow so i started making my own elk calls and started doing really well in the contest with them and started passing them out and then all my friends were like man you should sell these things and one thing led to another <laughs> and now we've business going <laughs> wow
1: well that's cool
0: it's been a lot
1: of fun absolutely well i tell you september's right around the corner and of course uh, a lot of people love to get out in that archery and Muzzle loading season, because, uh, boy, that tends to be right there around that um, peak for rut, and you just never know the rut, and you just never know, you know, what's going to happen with that. It can be a few weeks late, a few weeks early. You just never know what's going to happen there. But let's just start out talking about um, the different types of calls. I think so many people just focus on a bugle and a mew, you know, a, a cow call yeah and they don't really think there's there's several other uh calls that that elk do so let's just kind of walk through some of the different categories of just elk calls right first
0: sure there's uh there's you know they're communicating with each other all the time and you know of course there's locating bugles where bulls are trying to locate each other and and you know even trying to uh drum up some cow business there with their locating bugles but Um, you know, the cows the cows themselves they have a lot of different sounds. They make uh they have estrus calls where, you know, they're telling the bulls they're ready to be bred and you know, they're doing some estrus sounds and and little growling sounds uh around their their long mews and stuff and estrus whines where they're really whining a lot and, and you know, that gets the bulls pumped up big time and um so I use quite a bit of that when I'm hunting and Uh, there's assembly calls where cows are really just going crazy. You'll hear the whole herd just talking all at once and they're kind of assembling together and, Mm -hmm. and coming to the group. And um, of course, there's alarm barks and, you know, where they're warning, where where they're warning the the herd to run, you know, if they smelled you smelled a human or they saw movement, something they didn't like Uh, both bulls and cows do that. Um, You know, there's, there's, From a bull standpoint, they're growling and grunting and carrying on and chuckling. There's a lip ball that they make that's a screaming sound when they get really worked up. And uh, there's even something called glunking that comes from. uh, Somebody explained it to me once. They they said uh, elk will follow the the bull will follow the cow and start getting that scent. And there's some glands in the top of their mouth and they'll start whapping their tongue against the roof of their mouth and kind of echoes into their gut and it makes a glunking noise. It kind of sounds like, like a, so you can, you can actually Google that and hear it a lot on, uh, on YouTube and, and stuff, Hmm. but it's kind of interesting noise. They get all that scent in there and they just get really worked up. And and there's even some glunking calls out there. My little enhancer grunt tube, that's what I was just using to make that glunking noise, but it, it works really well for that as well. But, um, and it's a great little cow call, too. Right. Uh,
1: to well, once again, if you're just joining us, Tom Deasing is with us. It's Mile High Note Game Calls. You can follow him on Facebook. And um, we'll be talking about some classes Tom's going to be doing here uh, in another segment. But let's go through a little bit of the different types of calls, um, you know, that you have. And then we'll get into let you do some uh, examples for us here. Sure.
0: So uh, we have, we carry, uh, you know, not a huge selection, but the selection we have is really a high quality selection of calls. We have a single read, a double read and a triple read diaphragm call. And then we also have a single and a double in the slim line built on a smaller frame for people with narrow mouths. So just kind of helps uh, guys with narrow mouths and, and women, especially and, and kids Um, because the fit of the diaphragm call is one of the most important things in learning to do this and um, if you haven't learned to call with a diaphragm yet it's really worth your time I mean it's hands free Mm -hmm. realistic sounding Um, it's really the most realistic you're going to get but for those that just can't master it we do have some open read calls as well Uh, we make custom calls they aren't uh, plastic or anything from China we actually make everything here and Um, it's, it's, uh, premium wood that is turned on a lathe and, and they're really a beautiful, uh, external recall as well for cow calling and stuff. Um, and then we've got a variety of grunt tubes. We've got a small pack tube, the enhancer, and then we've got the, the larger grunt tube, uh, for the guys that really like the realistic bull sounds and and stuff. So, um, pretty good selection of calls. and, And the best thing about our calls is we keep them affordable. Yes, sir. So, you know, we're, we're one of the least expensive uh, manufacturers on the market. And I can do that because I don't have to pay anybody. I hand make all the calls myself, and I do all the work myself. So my overhead's pretty low, so I can keep, keep the prices down for our hunters.
1: Sure, absolutely. All right, let's kind of go through some. And, um, you know, we kind of talked about the chirps a little bit, and those are, you know, often used there with, you know, cow elk and sometimes bull. And they're... Um, Way when there are a lot of them are just around together, um, you know, and everything. So let's let's kind of go through maybe what you might term a chirp sure. call.
0: Sure. So uh, just a, a basic mew, a cow mew is is something like this. So you'll hear him do that and you'll notice the different tones that I'm using and I'm trying to, you know, increase pressure with my tongue to get a little bit higher note mm-hmm. and then less pressure. You're going to get a lower note. So sometimes I'll mix that in. And, you know, when I'm calling elk in the woods, I do it with a lot of passion and a lot of excitement. Yep. You know, you'll, you'll see guys that sit there and just squeak on their hoochie mama or, you know, they'll <laughs> just do alcohol and sit there and listen for a while when I do cow calls, I want to, I want that bull to think there's seven or eight cows out. There. Yep, that's it. So a... you know, it's going to sound something like this. I'm going to, I'm going to put some higher pressure on the call. I'm going to use a. I'm going to mix in maybe an external read call as well. I'm going to call in my tube and out of my tube. So I want to sound like I'm a group assembling together. There's seven, eight cows in this group. So it might sound something like this. Just really getting adding excitement to the to the calling.
1: Sure, and you know what about volume? Because sometimes I think, um, and I've caught myself sometimes trying to try do it real loud or something. But I mean, you got to remember their hearing is superb, right? <laughs> so you got to just do it at a good volume too, right? A good even keel volume. Yep,
0: and you know sometimes I'll get real loud with with a cow call. Like if I've got a bull bugling and I know he's. You know, 150 200 yards down the hill, and I want to answer him with an excited cow call. Then I'll pick up my little enhancer tube. It's like a it's a, like a mini tube, and it and it really yeah that's a cool allows call. Me to reach out with a loud cow call to a bull. Mm-hmm. Because I don't always just like challenge a bull and bugle back at him, especially a bull with cows. Because a lot of times, if he hears another bull, he may just take those cows and leave. So I want him to think I'm a real excited cow, and I might want to answer him out there at 150
1: or 200 yards. Sure. Now, you know, just Mitch, let's say you're hunting with a buddy, and especially archery, uh, a lot of guys will team up, and one guy may do some calling and uh, get behind the hunter. How, how much uh, space do you normally allow you know, between the shooter and the caller um, when you're out calling like that?
0: Yeah, that's a great, great uh, way to hunt elk, honestly. Um, I usually put somebody out there about 50 or 60 yards in front of me when I'm calling for them. And, you know, the one thing, there's a lot of mistakes you can make as a caller, you know, when you're back there doing that, is you're calling, you're trying to coax that bull past your partner. And uh, one of the biggest things is, you know, you're always thinking you're in that calling mode. And when that bull... From your vantage point, a lot of times it looks like, oh, wow, he's got a shot right there. I'm going to stop this bull for him. But in reality, you always want that upfront hunter to stop the bull when it's time to make the shot because I've learned my lesson a few times with my son. And, you know, I was thinking, man, he's not going to remember to stop the bull. So I'm back there trying to stop the bull. Well, it looked to me like the bull was 20 yards in front of him and, you know, he didn't even have his bow pulled back yet. And, you know, he. <laughs> The bull is actually 50 yards away from him instead of 20. And so your, your angles and your distance perception and everything, you know, let that front guy, that only call that he needs to make is when he needs to stop that bull, you know, and let him do that. You stay back, you're calling, you know, coaxing that bull in, and, and, uh, you know, honestly, a lot of mistakes are made because the front guy starts calling and then the bull pinpoints them. And yep. that's the whole aspect of that game is you don't want the bull to pinpoint where the call's coming from. If he thinks it's coming 60 yards further back, he's going to be more apt to come in looking for that caller versus, you know, if it was 20 yards away, or 30 yards away, he might stop and pinpoint you
1: and sure. then,
0: you know, then busted once, once that happens. But it's a, it's a really a great technique
1: to hunt elk absolutely um we'll take a break here in just a second but uh, decoys real quick Are are you a fan of using a specific kind of decoy
0: yeah i'm a huge fan of decoys i've killed a lot of elk over decoys i really like the uh montana decoy um i think the fred eichler version uh miss i believe it's called or something like that but it's the one that has the head upright with the ears out and everything. I've had a lot of good luck with that decoy. I've had bulls walk right up to it. And and it works the same way as a hunter would if you would put a hunter out in front of you. The decoy ends up being, in this situation, sort of like the caller.
1: Right. You know,
0: you're calling, bull's coming in. You know, Once he gets within that 50 or so yards, you want to slow down on your calling because he could pinpoint you. Then he's going to see the decoy and he's going to be like, oh, he gets that validation. You know, it gives him a calming effect. He walks right towards that decoy and then he ends up walking right past you and you get the shot. So it's very similar to hunting with a partner. They really work well.
1: Absolutely. Hey, Did you get to see Wayne Carlton's, that 3D kind of head decoy he has? Have you seen? You know, that? I
2: have seen it. I haven't hunted. Yeah, with I'm
1: going to tell one, you what, man. I'm... I've used that thing through four times in calling elk, and I'm telling you, it is unbelievably realistic. Yeah, we've had some yeah, six, seven hundred yards know. away, and man, they've come right up to us at thirty yards.
0: Man, that's
1: awesome. Yeah, it's really yeah, cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Tom, hang tight. we got to take a short break. We'll come back. Tom Deesing is going to go through some more calls and examples for us, and we're going to talk a little more about outcalling. calling. If you've got any questions, we'll open up the phone lines, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Hi, everybody, Jack Corgan. There's no better time than now to visit my friends at Len Lyle Chevrolet. They're open, following all proper safety precautions, and ready to offer terrific deals. Suburbans for over 10000 less, better than 7000 off a brand-new Equinox. And Len Lyle Chevy has 0% financing on almost every model. Plus, they need trade-ins badly, so they're willing to pay over book value. Len Lyle Chevrolet, it's time for you to go east and pay
0: the least. And did I mention they need your trade
1: this is Scott Watley for my friends at Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is proud to announce their new 10,000 square foot facility is now open in Berthard, Colorado, located at 504 North 2nd Street. With this expansion, Phoenix Weaponry offers a new retail area and expanded gunsmithing in Duracoat and Cerakote areas. Family owned and operated, Phoenix Weaponry offers the finest in competition, hunting, and long range precision firearms. Also, suppressors, from 22 long rifle to 50 caliber for rifles, pistols, and shotguns. Phoenix Weaponry also offers gunsmithing services and restoration repairs from antique to modern firearms, building your firearm dreams into reality. That's Phoenix Weaponry. Call them now, 720-340-2496, or visit them at phoenixweaponry.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. If you're just joining us, my name is Scott Watley. We are glad you are with us. Hope everyone is joining, a great weekend, and we appreciate you joining us. Tom Deasing is with us, Mile High Note Game Calls. Again, you can follow Tom on Facebook. And uh, we'll talk about uh, a class Tom's going to do here just in a few minutes. But, Tom, you know, another thing that came up is about um, how aggressive you get with your your bugles and all. Because sometimes, you know, you want to – we've all heard, hey, you want to sound like maybe a – a young bull, or, or sometimes you want to sound like you're real aggressive. And sometimes I think we've all been there where we've done the wrong thing and blown them out <laughs> a little bit too, but kind of walk through some of the mindset of just, um, boy, how do you know how aggressive to get when we're doing our bugling?
0: Yeah. So I usually, uh, kind of listen to the bull that's bugling at me when I'm, when I'm in a, kind of a situation where i'm going to challenge a bull like that and if he's getting really worked up and really aggressive then i'm i feel like i can get more aggressive with that bull um you know for years i used to just be like well i just want to sound a little smaller than the bull i want him to have confidence that he can come in and really beat me and i still use that a lot you know and a lot of it for me i really feel like you know i base it off of the areas that i hunt and I've got an area that I've hunted for years and years and years, and, you know, I've maybe seen five bulls that would push the 300-inch mark. So, you know, I'm hunting a lot of smaller bulls in this area, so I'm not going to be doing a lot of contest calling and lip-balling and screaming at these bulls. But the last few years, I've been in an area that's carrying some 340, 350 bulls, and it's just a totally different game. These bulls are bugling and screaming and I'll tell you last year, we were about four days into it. And, um, you know, me and my son decided to try something really cool and it ended up working. I ended up shooting a bull, but we uh, split up about a hundred yards apart and we just got after it. I mean, it was like, we were at the world elk calling championship, Scott. We were like, I was buzz bugling and, and, uh, lip balling and doing all that kind of stuff and, uh, grunting and, chuckling and t- I was basically doing every single thing a bull elk would do and my son was screaming back at me and we were cow calling and 15 minutes into it here comes a cow running dead at me through the woods and uh bull chasing her right behind her you know and she ends up 15 yards in front of me I it all happened so fast I didn't even pull my bow back I was sitting on the ground <laughs> on my butt the bull. And I'm like, oh, man, how am I going to get my bow pulled back, you know? And, again, with the diaphragm reed in my mouth, you know, I thought, well, I'm just going to try to ease it back. And, man, I didn't, like, even flinch hardly. And he saw me and turned and took off. But I continued to draw that bow back and Cal called with the reed in my mouth. And he stopped at about 25 yards, turned, and gave me a broadside shot. And, I shot, and it was perfect shot him right through the heart and he ran about 30 yards and piled up. So, I mean, that was something really cool. I mean, you know, just all of that activity with, it was like two herds coming together. We were screaming and carrying on real aggressive. And it actually just brought them in to see what was happening. So, um, you know, you can get really aggressive with some of these bulls and, and really get in their face, uh, we, we chased a lot of them last year that were just screaming at us and, and really tried to be more aggressive last year with them and, and it paid off. We actually killed two nice bulls in our, in our hunt last year. So,
1: oh cool.
2: um,
0: yeah, so we had a good year and, um, but you know, I always, you know, so I always kind of start out cow calling though, and trying to draw some interest with the cow call. And then if I get a bull bugling with the cow calls, a lot of times I can seal a deal without even bugling, just call them right in.
1: Wow. You know, all right, before we get into a couple of examples, bugling, um, let me ask you this, you know, you get out in the morning and it may depend on different seasons, so you can differentiate that, but you get out in the mornings, um, boy, do you wait till you hear something? Do you wait till you hear a bugle or do you go ahead and let a few fly and see if you get an answer?
0: You know, the funny thing for me is, and, you know, I think we all have our own style, so if you talk to Corey Jacobson or, you know, any of the other big uh, hunters in the industry and stuff, we'd probably all vary a little bit. But, you know, I think we'd all agree that scouting the area is the most important thing and sure. and you know, picking out some good spots. But what I like to do is I like to get in there in the dark into certain areas where I've either scouted it really well, got a lot of elk on game cameras, I've killed a lot of elk in different spots and I'll go into those areas in the dark and get set up. And um, I actually don't start calling until it's just light enough to where I can see through my peep. I've got a little routine I go through, you know, I want to pull my bow back, make sure I can see my pins. Um, if I'm muzzle loading, I want to make sure I can see my fiber optic sights and everything
1: mm-hmm. before
0: I make a, because I've actually opened up with some calling and had elk run so fast to me that <laughs>
1: it doesn't do you any good if you, you can't see them right? light to <laughs>
0: right. so i'm really careful about that now you know and i even take my rangefinder out and i'll hit a couple spots in front of me you know maybe a 25 yard forked aspen tree or a big pine tree that's kind of obvious and maybe that's at 40 yards and i'll just get some landmarks so i don't have to move a lot when the elk come in
1: yeah, that's i don't want to
0: have to get out you know for sure so that's <laughs> After that point in time, that's when I'll start opening up with, like, a barrage of cow calls, I like to call it, or an assembly herd. I'll start out slow. I usually have a partner that I'm with, and we'll start cow calling back and forth a little bit, and then we'll get pretty excited. And then we'll, uh, you know, that might be a 30-, 40-second blast of cow calls, and then we'll stop and listen for a couple of minutes. And then we'll just continue to do that for maybe 15 or 20 minutes. Um and then once I haven't really gotten an answer with cow calls and stuff, that's when I'll start locating and trying to throw some bugles out there.
1: All right, well, let's do some bugling then. Give us a few examples. Sure.
0: Sure. So a good uh, a good locating bugle that I'll throw out in the morning like that is just kind of like this. <laughs> not much running or carrying on after the bugle, just a nice locating bugle trying to get an answer. Um, You know, and a lot of times if I do get an answer, you know, then as I'm working the bull, I'll start doing more like what he's doing. So if all of a sudden he, you know, he bugles and maybe grunts three or four times, or maybe he just grunts, you know, I've had a lot of elk, that all they did was grunt. You know, if I get a bull that's all he do, doing is grunting, then I'm going to grunt back at him. It's just going to be like, <laughs> you know, I might just hit him with some grunts. A lot of times, I like to copycat him because it just irritates him when you just make it's almost <laughs> like making fun of them, you know. And they'll get really worked up, and then cut them off like right in the middle of their bugle. And yeah. you know, I'll copycat them five times. And then the next time they bugle, I'll just bugle right on top of them. And a lot of times, and those are real aggressive techniques. You know, if you're hunting big bulls and they're really worked up, those techniques work really well.
1: Sure. And if you're saying, you know, you got a bull really fired up and you're really, you know, being super aggressive calling him back, give us an example of that.
0: Sure. So I'm going to do what's called a lip ball, or a lot of people call it a buzz bugle. It sounds like this. So that's kind of just a big bugle you know sure. you in, you're you're running afterwards and everything and you know, you got a bull doing that coming in. Yeah. <laughs> and you are going to be on bull hunting and elk calling for the rest of your life. I can tell you that because the adrenaline that goes through your body is incredible.
1: Yeah, and especially when you, you know, maybe you really can't see them yet, but you just know, and, and I'm sure you've had this before, too, where, um, you know, you've had a couple, maybe one coming from the right, one from the left, and you don't know which one's going to show up right. first. That's really cool. Yeah,
0: right in the middle. <laughs> That's really awesome when that kind of stuff happens. Boy, you're just right in the middle of them.
1: Absolutely. The
0: thing you don't want to hear when you're in the elk woods is this, though. This is the alarm bark. When you hear that, typically you just see a lot of rumps running away, and there's not much you can do at that point because they've, Either smelled you or identified you, and boy, they they would just warn the whole herd.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Tom Deasing is with us. If you're just getting in the car, turn on the radio. Mile High Note game calls again. You can follow him on Facebook. And uh, Tom, uh, we were talking here before the show. Uh, just. In the day and age we live in now with COVID-19, you used to do a lot of different seminars at a lot of different establishments, but now we're going to start doing something a little virtual here, which will help a lot of people. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, you know, for the longest time, last probably five or six years now, I've been running uh, a one-on-one elk calling classes pretty much out of my house here and. um you know, I've, I've literally had hundreds of people come through my classes, and, and everybody really get, has given us a lot of positive feedback on them. And, um, you know, a lot of a basic class might be where I work with somebody for an hour on cow calling and, and bull sounds, and then we jump into an, an hour seminar where I actually talk a lot about what we're talking about today but I show videos and, and some of my own hunts and things and what's went wrong on some hunts. And, you know, just everything basically that I've learned in the last 35 years of elk hunting in the woods wrapped up into a one hour seminar. So it's a really informative class and with COVID-19 and everything, we haven't really been able to do those classes over the last couple of months. So um, I just developed a whole uh, deal now through zoom uh we're going to run these classes virtually which is going to open up the rest of the country too so elk hunters and the rest of the country will be able to participate in the classes as well class will be the same type of class we've always ran it'll just be through the zoom stuff and um uh, i'm really excited about this opportunity and and uh, we're gonna we're gonna start that right now in fact um today uh i'm gonna offer a twenty dollar discount on um what we call our Royal class, which is the two-hour class. And with that class, it's $120, but with that class, you get a complete elk calling kit, which is a $50 value. And then I'm going to I'm gonna throw in another $20 discount for um, everybody that listens to your radio show here, All Scott. Oh, right, well, I
1: appreciate and, that.
0: Yeah, they can just uh, key in Royal at, at checkout. And um, the way it works is once you buy the class online, we send you the kit out. I pay the freight on it for you and everything. And, and, uh, you get a antagonizer grunt tube. You get two elk reeds and a CD where I take you through a whole class as well. So you can practice even after we're done with our virtual class. And then, you know, we, I give you a call and we hook up a time and then we do the, we do the class. So, um, it's a really cool program. If you just want to do an hour class, we have that available too, and and we'll give you a ten dollar discount on that as well for the first five people that sign up for each class, and uh, that's called the herd bull class. And uh, just type in herd at at the coupon code there when you're when you're out on the website and and that'll get you $10 off if you're one of the first five people to sign up for a class. So,
1: Well, man, I appreciate that. So just milehighnotegamecalls.com? Yeah. All yeah. right. milehighnotegamecalls.com. And uh, as you mentioned, um, the first one there where you get the uh, uh, call royal, um, that's $120, but he's gonna knock 20 bucks off of that. Um, all you have to do is put in Royal there for your discount code and, uh, then you get his, 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 calls and all, and that's, that's a really great value and a good package right there. And that's a two hour. And then for one hour, uh, he's gonna knock $10 off and that's called herd package. So then just type in herd there for your discount code. Once again, that's at mile high note game calls com And uh, you'll get $10 off uh, of that class as well. And, Tom, it's another thing. I mean, you know, everybody thinks, boy, you know, we've all heard, you know, the perfect sound. Sometimes it sounds like, but boy, you don't have to spend too long out there to realize not elk, all elk have a good voice, so to speak. I mean, you know, you, I mean, yeah, it's good to perfect some of these, but also, you know, hey, you can't mess this up too bad, really.
0: Absolutely, guy. You hit the nail right on the head there. You know, I always tell my uh, my clients that come in for classes. I say, I always tell them, especially bulls. I said, you know, some of the worst elk calls I've ever heard have came from elk. So <laughs> you have to be a world champion caller to call it elk. And I've been fooled so many times, thinking, oh my God, this guy, he has no business calling. Why is he even calling? You know, and then me and my buddy are standing there with our bows at our side and i'm bugling back at this poor hunter that i think is coming in you know and all of a sudden i look at my buddy and i'm like you know he's covering an awful lot of ground awfully fast so either he's a track star or this this may end up being the worst bull elk all <laughs> i've ever come out of my sure enough popping out in front of us is a little you know four by five raghorn and i mean he's just like <laughs> sounds more like a or something, a moose cow than an <laughs> right. elk. And, right. I mean, there are some really bad Saudi elk out there. So that's the great thing about calling, really.
1: Sure, absolutely. You don't have to
0: be a snow caller.
1: Right. And hey, I know everybody's, the. Um, it's loosening up a little bit and everybody's getting out of the house. So hey, this will make your house a happy place. Get, get with Tom, get a CD, get you some elk calls and start practicing at home and <laughs> get the family yep. involved, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. Yep. I love it when the kids are involved in it. It's so much fun. They love it too. They love the they love trying to imitate the bull elk and they're good at it. They've got the voice for it. So
1: Sure, absolutely. So it's milehighnotegamecalls.com, uh, two packages Tom is offering here. One, you've got a two-hour class. That's called Royal. So when you go to milehighnotegamecalls.com, just type in the word Royal. Uh, for your discount code, you'll get 20 bucks off of that $120 class. Plus, you're going to get some of his calls. And you say that's like a $50 package there, Tom? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yep, yep. You get to the two reads, the CD, and a call case.
1: All right, cool. Yep. And then if you want the one-hour class, uh, he's going to be kind enough to give us $10 off of that. And that is the herd package. So just type in the word herd, H-E-R-D, and uh, you'll save 10 bucks on that class. And that will all be done by Zoom and all of that. So um, are you? Are, uh, is your son going to be doing archery for his moose?
0: You know, the great thing about that moose tag is this was the first year that they doing Oh, you're right. Yep. Yeah, you can use any weapon or you can hunt in every season, I guess. Yeah. So, you start out hunting with a bow, you know, and if that doesn't work out, um he'll have the rifle season in October that he can he can still chase them with a rifle. So, that'll be kind of nice and um you can actually I think the muzzle loader and the bow season are they start on the same date actually. Okay. But uh he'll probably use his bow. He's 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 a pretty uh, hardcore bow hunter, so he really wants to get it with his bow. And in fact, he'll probably hunt with his bow even during the rifle part of the season. After that, if it comes down to that, sure. But we'll see what.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And of course, we had something new this year as well. They had um, the secondary draw, which uh, that ended on July seventh, and those results should be posted online July seventeenth. And then by July 27th, those will be in the mail. Uh, so hopefully, and then uh, let's see here. You have till July 29th to pay for those licenses in that secondary draw, and then August 4th—that's the date you can circle for remaining leftover limited licenses on sale in person and by phone, 9 a.m. Mountain Time, and August the 6th. Over the counter licenses will go on sale as well. And uh, there were, I mean, I did not bring those numbers with me, but there were several thousand more people that put in uh, for tags this year, more than last year, which kind of surprised me, Tom, with all this stuff going on. But um, it'll be just one of those things. It'll be an interesting season here to see how everything plays out with all the COVID thing going Very on everywhere.
0: Well. A, lot of are, a lot of people are, you know, just cooped up in their houses and they're waiting to. To do something fun outside, you know. So this is probably why the, the tags are up. Everybody's wanting to go out and get out in the woods.
1: Yes, sir, absolutely. And um, so let's see here, Tom, with your um, calls. Um, let's get. In, we've got a couple minutes here. Um, sure. Talk about just the the um, just kind of what they're made of a little bit again. You kind of went into that because I just want to talk about the quality because man, you know. I, I've gotten some of those from you, and, and, man, they're great calls. And, you know, when we talk about, man, a really nice call at an affordable price, I mean, they really are beautiful calls. You'll see these a lot more that don't look as well a lot more expensive.
0: Sure. And, you know, the one thing about my calls is uh, you're getting a very consistent call because I'm the only one making them. Mm-hmm. So I personally make, hand make every single read that I sell. So every one of them has its own recipe with the thickness of latex and the stretch of that latex. I have a meter that I stretch the latex to. And every one of my calls have a recipe that I develop. So, um, you know, you're getting a really well-built call that will last a long time. This call that I just demonstrated, in fact, I've been calling with for probably close to a year now, and I do a ton of calling. And, uh, you know, the great thing about my reeds as well uh, is that a lot of them you can double as turkey reeds. Like this is my double reed. You know, I bugle with
1: it.
0: And then that same reed in my mouth, I can do a, a hen turkey call with. You know, there's not a lot of reeds out there that you could do yeah. that with. I mean, most people buy a turkey reed or they buy a elk reed, but sure. And you know, and I have turkey calls as well. You know, I sell cut calls that are more raspy and things, but right. But really, um, what really sets me apart is is just the price and the consistency and quality of our calls.
2: Absolutely. And
0: you know, I, don't, I the one thing I don't do is put domes on my reeds which drives the price up. Um, but, you know, at some point, I might look into doing that. I've had requests for it from a lot of customers and stuff, and, and most of the reeds out there now have domes on them. But, you know, you're paying 7 to $12 a reed now, mm-hmm. you know. They'll buy mine for four ninety nine. So Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And help support a good local guy and uh, a good friend of our show. And we'd appreciate that. And I know Tom would as well. So, once again, milehighnotegamecalls.com two classes, be virtual classes for you. One's a two-hour class. You can get $20 off of that. Just go to that website, type in the word ROYAL for the discount code, and you'll get 20 bucks off of that. Get $50 worth of calls plus the two hours of instruction, and then a one-hour class. Uh, Tom's still kind enough to give us $10 off of that. That is called a HERD package, and just type in the word HERD there at your discount code. You'll save 10 bucks on that, and uh, you will enjoy it, and I promise you your chances will be better off using mile-high note game calls. So, Tom, I appreciate your time today, sir, and I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll catch up soon.
0: Thank you, Scott. Appreciate
1: it. All right, that's Tom Deesing, mile-high note game calls. I want to thank Tom and Aaron Casey for joining us today. Most of all, thank you. Check out our website, sportsmanofcolorado.com, and I hope you have a great rest of your weekend.